what this is over. I'll show you the true power of chaos control! This is the ultimate! This is the ultimate! Welcome to the Vice of Issues, the foul mouth spoiler filled comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm going to kill Ryan by the end. <laughs> Ryan of was wrong, guys. I was wrong. No, no, not just Ryan, because apparently this is popular. People like Ultimates. Yeah, but usually. <laughs> I feel like we said that about. Like, that comes up every single Mark Millar. Because it's story. always important. It's important yeah, to notice that this is. He speaks for the people. He's a Trump of comic books. <laughs> uh, okay, so if you haven't listened to the last episode, this is part two. You should go back and listen to the last episode first, where we covered the first six issues of Ultimates by Mark Millar. And I liked it a lot. Yeah, you made a pretty impassionate, like, um, nice response trying to defend it as being subversive and deconstructing deconstructing toxic masculinity, which was interesting. Like, we didn't see eye to eye with it, but, like, I was able to hear out your argument and agree and with you. And then I went back and I read the second half. I was wrong. This book sucks. Yeah, you're a dirty <laughs> yeah. liar and I kind of want you to die. <laughs> yeah, I really felt that way reading this. Yesterday I was like, wow, this is just bad. This is not, this is not a deconstruction of anything. Yeah. This is yeah. like what I was saying before, where it's like, you can't tell the difference between when it's like, oh, look, this is a parody or a satire of something, and then it's like, no, it's playing it like bald face. It's straight. It's like, it, isn't this really funny? I, I still think it's a parody overall, but it's such a poorly executed one that, like, it doesn't commit to what it's trying to do in so many ways. That it's, it's, it's pointless to even call it a parody. It's trying to be parody, but it's Millar, so he fucked it up. So it's like. <laughs> I feel like, for me, Millar started as a parody, and then it became super popular and like he realized that oh i can actually make the universe like this i was deconstructing it but if i'm allowed to make it this shitty i'm gonna do that <laughs> no see i i still I having read a lot of his war i really still think that he's just been shitty the whole time and maybe other people like you guys were like oh look he does good parodies he, of... yes yes we joking that's what we all thought <laughs> yeah because because one reason why i i can't let it go is because at the time people told me this is a parody and there are parts that i'm like that seems like if a good writer handles it i'll be like that's clearly a parody scene but since it's Millar, i'm like it could be 100 percent serious this one scene it's there are parts where he does say after like the character will say after like yeah that was dumb right or like, like yeah like, like you made me feel small janet yeah, yeah. like that, that's a that's a good line to be like hey yeah. look this is how bad this person is but i i just like because it's surrounded by so much other dumb shit like I don't even want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't. Fuck Millar. Yeah. He's a bad writer. Like this. This is like his crowning magnum opus, by the way. Like after this <laughs> yeah. is like Red Sun and like almost nothing else. Like if this is the best he can offer us, then he can fuck off. Like seriously. <laughs> I'm curious when we do eventually dip back into Ultimates two. At not anytime soon. Don't worry. Please. I'm curious because, too because like... uh, the funny thing is, uh, when Ultimates two came out, people said oh shit. But Ryan and like I think Joe and like a few other people. Think Ultimates Two is good, so it might have been just Ultimates One's fans disappointed that M Mark Millar was good for once, or it might be just Ryan is wrong again. Yeah, it might be like <laughs> I read I read it like years ago, and like as we've frequently discussed, my taste is often bad when I first experience <laughs> something. Well, it's because you look for the good stuff in it before like yeah. really delving into the bad. So naturally, you're, like you're impressed by a lot of things, and it's only when you get with us curmudgeonies bastards <laughs> that you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So quick recap: 
last episode, the Ultimates was the Ultimate Universe Avengers team, and they all got together. It was Captain America, Iron Man, Hank Pym, Ant-Man, the Wasp, the Hulk. Is that everybody? I think that was Nick Fury, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nick Fury. And they all got together and were just a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the quick elevator pitch for this second half is basically a bunch of aliens show up they're the they're literally the aliens from the avengers movie the chitari yeah and they show up and like try to kill a bunch of people and then they get killed instead <laughs> it's like it. it's like uh it's always sunny in philadelphia except the gang fights an alien invasion <laughs> yeah. when, when ryan yeah. uh, said that this is the aliens from um the avengers movie i want to clarify this the second half like you're talking about political commentary in the first half the second half is like you're watching the Ultimate movie, except instead of some clever writing from like Joss Whedon or whatever, you have Mark Millar trying to be quippy. So yeah, it's just objectively worse. I don't worse think than there's there's like no politics at all in this book. Yeah, in the second half, really. I mean, yeah, maybe if you half. want to start reading into subtext of what the Chitari represent, which like I couldn't find anything meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, spoilers: They're literally Nazis, which is yeah, like, I, okay. I hate that. Really, like, turn, like I was like, oh fuck, of course the Nazis were aliens, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and they also yeah. to make to make it worse, it, it, like that's why I'm like, this is it's, it's bullshit that this is a commentary on the Bush administration because if you were, it's so fucking like it would be so easy for a good writer to just be like. Make the main villain be related to Bush's war of aggressions and shit like that, but no, yeah. they made literally Nazis. Nothing, or, the, the, or just like alien against, Nazis uh, against like war, like warmongers th- in general. Yeah. When instead it's like they were Nazis, and that's why we nuked Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, because they can, were Nazis. Oh, that was so bad. You can't claim this is a nuanced book when it has the most black and white enemies possible. Literally, you cannot go more black yeah. and white than Nazis. And yeah, yeah. like if you uh, were gonna do a real subversion where your heroes are the villains. Have the villains be like super sympathetic freedom fighters or something. Well, that that's why part one part one was a lot more interesting was because yeah. the villains kind of were the Avengers themselves. Exactly, exactly. Yes. That, that's yes. how movement. They should have followed up that. If this honestly, yeah. if this book was half the length and you cut out the Chitauri entirely, this would be way better as a, as what it's trying to be theoretically as a commentary. So yeah, the only other thing that I want to explicitly mention because it's where we pick up is at the end of Ultimate's at the end of last episode, Hank Pym, Giant Man, Ant-Man beat his wife and put her in the hospital. Yeah, like, and then ran that? away. I thought like from what it left off with, like it looked like he killed her. He had ants yeah. swarm her tiny body and She's she was in the screaming. Hospital, so like she is like brutally injured, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the Hulk massacred New York City. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't mention this. I didn't mention about this because so much to bitch about like Milos you know, versions of the characters. Why wow, he's subverting them so much by making them all assholes. Uh, he made Hulk into a mass murderer and cannibal in this version too, on top of a rapist. Oh yeah, so, he eats yeah. everybody. So yeah, it's so, like if you like these characters, if you like, it's so funny because if you like these characters, like, why would you want to read this? Like, you have to be a new person to want to read this book. I don't, I don't get it. Whatever. Mm. Uh, so anyway, Hulk massacres post mortem. Everyone's in churches. Mourning the dead, uh, which is actually like it's funny because there's always these random scenes where Millar's like, I can show how human human beings actually re- react to stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you have this, and you have <laughs> well, while this is happening, I like that he almost needs to prove it to himself. I'm still yeah, human. Yeah. <laughs> and like while this is happening, they show the wasp being put into a stretcher, and this is like it's it's a very sober moment. Like if this was made in like Nemesis universe, there'll be like people making uh, smart ass comments like, Oh, it looks like she got beaten by a giant man. Ha ha ha. Or something. It, it's <laughs> one of those things where it's kind of made almost for like a movie. And yeah, you're supposed exactly. to have like this, this like timber, Soundtrack. modest little voice singing like a, a hymn exactly. over these characters yeah. in church. while the wasp is being put on a stretcher. 
exactly. In slow motion. Yeah. Yeah. And so then uh, Bruce Banner's now in uh, containment. Like, he's being drugged up to keep, uh, keep the Hulk under wraps. And they talk. They tell him about how he's been out as the Hulk. He has been out at the Hulk, but he's now permanently the Hulk because of what he did to himself with the new serum. Yeah, they can't. They can't cure him from his like Hulk disease. It like he was cured bonded with him. his DNA or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like now everyone thinks the Avengers are heroes. They stop. I want their own team members from destroying New York City. And uh, Betty tells the rest of the team, uh, or at least Captain America and Tony. About uh, how uh, Hank and Janet had a history of abuse, uh, and like since college, she, uh, Janet would come with bruises and stuff like that. And like, uh, J- like Janet always like t- look t- like keep try to keep Betty out of it, and, like try to deal with herself, and like she always come back to Hank. Yeah. yeah, with this, the way Betty talks about it is, I actually think she Millar does kind of a good job here of talking about like an abusive relationship where she keeps saying like she kept convincing herself the good times were worth the bad, and like he would always yeah. make it up to her, and like mm-hmm. it actually is nuanced and like probably the only part of this whole book i like yeah that's the funny thing like if malar didn't go full malar and have her have hank pym try fucking murder janet like he, he might like severely beat her but he like summoned ants to swarm her body yeah and eat her yeah alive like he, he just punched her a lot and maybe like like, but, like no he had to go full malar and it, like if you remove all that it's actually a very realistic depiction of abusive relationship even where... even in the examples that betty gives are still a little too much like he put her head through a bathroom door he punched yeah, her so yeah. hard her mouth split in two it's like yeah, yeah it's you like... could just feel like she had like black like that's bad enough yeah that's what i mean is it's still that malar hyperbole yeah where it's like so over the top but like the emotion behind what he's saying like actually lands for me there's another great malar scene before this when they're at the vigil for the people who died yeah. And Bucky and Gale go to see Captain America. So Bucky's his old partner and his old girlfriend who are now married. Yeah. And she looks over at him and is like, you're looking good, Steve. And, he, <laughs> and he's like, you too, Gale. You too. And then you see Bucky looking like, huh? Like, am I being cucked? <laughs> How can Bucky compete to a 40-year-old uh, Captain America? Come on. Yeah. 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 And the other thing that Betty talks about at this point, too, is that they kept the... Uh, the uh, public doesn't know that Hulk is Bruce Banner. Yeah. They just think he's just some bad guy. Yeah, they, they, they try to keep the Hulk separation uh, distance. That's, uh, that's one of the things they need to do. So Hulk, Banner's been like, they tell Banner that he's been untarnished by this event, but he's still uh, under wraps. Yeah. And so uh, then we meet Black Widow. Uh, I just want to say Black Widow's like, you could cut Black Widow entirely. From, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Quicksilver mm-hmm. and Scarlet Witch entirely could be cut from the story and not yeah, make any oh difference to Oh my god, Quicksilver yeah. and Scarlet Witch. I thought I thought they were kind of funny. <laughs> like, I was like, because I'm like, they're a joke. They're not here yeah. as characters. Yeah, the joke with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver is at the end, they show up, they don't do anything. At the end, they're like, our job here is done. And people are like, you literally didn't do anything. And they're like, didn't we? And they leave. <laughs> yeah, no, they say, check the, check the cameras. I'm Quicksilver, yeah. bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, it's funny. Like, because they're not characters. They're just yeah, jokes. Yeah. So, the, like, the joke of them is that they're not characters, but Black Widow and Hawkeye are also not characters. Uh, and, like, they, like you, could, they, you could give those lines to any other character, and yeah. the story will essentially play out the same way. They like, do yeah. some stuff, but it's not enough to, to introduce more characters on top of what we do. Yeah, and, like, the stuff they do do, like, Black Widow saves Jan later on. <laughs> I think it would be more interesting if Janice saved, <laughs> if Janice saved herself, and, like, yeah. Hawkeye takes out the Hulk later on. I think it would be more interesting if Captain America took out the Hulk, because... The Hulk and Captain America have a relationship while Hawkeye literally has nothing to do with the Hulk. He never talks to the Hulk yeah. at all before this. Mm-hmm. And also their costumes are just leather-clad douchebags. That's yeah, like, like what they that's what they are. <laughs> it was like the it was like when the X-Men movies were come out and everyone was getting leather costumes. So. Yeah, there's just like like the S and M brigade. 
Oh, mm-hmm. uh, and and Hawkeye is introduced by he walks into a building. It's a shield operation, and the secretary at the front desk won't let him up, so he shoots an arrow through it, his it's, head. It's just like the beginning of the Matrix. I felt like Malar oh, yeah, was trying. Oh, yeah. not the beginning, but yeah, that scene. Yeah, that scene, the, the, yeah. the, the post office scene. And again, yeah. if you're if you're fancy's characters, they don't have the same problem as like the Hulk or whatever. But like. If if you're a fan of, like Hawkeye, this is just a guy who in black leather calling himself Hawkeye. He's not the character at all, mm-hmm. so like yeah, it just sucks shit. Oh, but he anyway, looks so uh, ugly. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, costume. that's judgmental Daryl again commenting. He kind of reminds me of the guy from Wanted, just in the way he. Oh, looks. he does actually. <laughs> he really does, and he he actually has a, because Hawkeye in, in the old universe they made him to like Bullseye from Daredevil, where he can make every shot. So he kind of is like power wise the guy from Wanted making bullets fly around everything. Yeah, pretty much. So it's just, also yeah. funny in these kind of scenes where you have guy with bow and that's his thing, and like he shoots the one guy, and then in the panel it's just him standing cool with his bow, and there's like bullet shots all around him and it's like as if like no you know it's one of those like stupid action scene things where you're like because i am character yeah no one can hit this person yeah bullet don't matter yeah. to me i am bowman yeah, yeah well it's, it's similar he's not gonna write a character like hawkeye in a realistic way to fit into this realistic universe because uh, it's funny because the whole idea is to make it more realistic but it makes you cause it to question the comic book elements even more by doing it so Mm-hmm. Like if Hawkeye is fighting against like a purple fucking aliens, it's different than him fighting guys with guns in the real setting. Yeah, so like Ryan said, they go to the building, they they shoot up everyone inside because they're oh, all. Real quick, I want to because we actually we jumped to issue eight while doing this. Captain America goes into like this place to look for where Hank Pym is. He uses the like Avengers machines or the Ultimates machines to locate him. But I I accidentally read eight, issue eight and nine first and i felt like i actually didn't miss anything really <laughs> yeah, you don't you yeah. really don't you, so much of this fucking story is filler this fucking second, second yeah aspect yeah of whereas i thought like issue eight when they're shooting up a bunch of people i'm like oh this is millar trying to be edgy until it's revealed that they're all secretly like chameleon aliens which they are i fucking hated this <laughs> and like everything gets like reiterated that like you already know from yeah. the last issue this book's bad. So when Sly says, like, it could be summed up in half the amount of time, it definitely can. Yeah, and uh, I just want to point out this terrible, this terrible line. Uh, when the guy, when Hawkeye shoots the guy in the head, uh, Hawkeye's like, oh, I'm here for an appointment. And he's like, you're not, you don't have an appointment with us. And he's like, you didn't even check. And the guy's like, I have every appointment up in my head. And then Hawkeye's like, is that real? Is, is, are you serious about that? And he shoots him in the head saying, not anymore, cue ball. Like, and... Why have that <laughs> yeah. exchange at all? Yeah. <laughs> Why have this shield operation just have a guy with a bow go in first and, like, do cool things? Because because it's Malar and he needs cool stuff to happen, even if it looks like civilians are getting killed. This is is basically literally the scene from The Matrix where they 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 raid the the fucking Alice building. Except except everyone's a civilian, which is why I was like, I don't know, like, how I feel about this. And you're like, like, really? Is every person who works here a fucking alien? (laughs) Because they're all fleeing. They're not fighting. They're all fleeing. (laughs) They're fleeing and they're getting mowed down by the... The, like this covert ops military group led by Black Widow and Hawkeye, and they're joking around as they shoot all these office workers. Like, yeah, it's a really, it, it's like it's a, a wanted level humor. Like, this is, you can tell this yeah, is signs of wanted in this fucking, uh, in this fucking scene. But anyway, oh. fuck all the badass action scenes of them jumping through helicopters and shit. No, they, no, the no, fucking no. Helicopter. You have to mention this. Uh, okay. Another dumb fucking Millar action scene where. Hawkeye's about to get shot, hanging off a building. Black Widow has the time to say, okay, people on the helicopter, I need you, when I say go, to throw a sniper rifle out of your helicopter. And then runs through the building, jumps out the window while shooting people, grabs that sniper rifle mid-air, and shoots all the people who are about to shoot Hawkeye 
before yeah. any of it happens. And it's just like, and he just like, I'm cool. She's just like, I'm cu- cool as a cucumber. No problem. And this huh? is, I think this is when Hawkeye points out the, the deconstruction. This isn't a or... deconstruction. <laughs> yeah, I know. A joke. That was the joke. That was yeah, the joke. Deconstruction. Where Hawkeye's like, I can't talk, I can't quip as fast as you. I don't have cybernetic enhancements that let me make jokes fast. Yeah. No, it's like, while I'm fighting, I can't talk, but he did the whole time. The thing about, I like about Hawkeye is that he's actually like an everyman. It would have been cool if like he was the one who's like, why is everyone quipping while fighting? But no, he quips too. So like the yeah, joke yeah. is ruined. Yeah. Again, like, it's it's Millar only like uh, he writes in one pace and one speed the entire time for like most of the characters. Yeah. Where it's like Nick Fury makes the same kind of jokes that Iron Man makes. Yeah. Makes this really was a template. That, like, this really was a template for the movies. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. It really yeah. Is. <laughs> like the bad movies because like there are like some some of the good movies like can differentiate the voices, but then when you watch like. The big action scenes in like the Avengers, everyone's kind of blends together after a while. Yeah, so then they, uh, they have the new team because now every, like Jan's in the hospital, uh, Hank Pym ran away. This is basically the second team from the, of the Avengers with Quicksilver. The second team from the original comics, uh, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. But like I said, they don't matter. This whole thing's just a reference for no reason. Yeah, and uh, they talk about how aliens are on Earth, and this is nothing that sucks. It's this plot should have been introduced way earlier. Should have been way more. If they're going to do this at all, they should have introduced way earlier. Tend it more to a plot, but no, this just comes up randomly here. Like, by the way, there's aliens on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, you have this plot about aliens being among us, and they just slap dash it here in this one scene. They have the, they have the Hawkeye and Black Widow kill these aliens, and then reveal all they were actually aliens. Like right after right, the scene, right mm-hmm. after immediately. Like, the but, only foreshadowing there is at all in from last episode is at the very beginning when Captain America's in the 40s. Somebody's like, these guys have pretty advanced technology, and that's <laughs> yeah. literally it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so dumb. Well, on top of that, like we said, that they they go back and they talk about how like the Hitler was an alien, yeah. and that we uh. and <laughs> we bombed Nagasaki and Hiroshima, taking care of their little Japanese training. Yeah, to kill camps. the aliens. Yeah. yeah, that stuff where we're like, I don't know if it's because like it as you get older, you get like a lot more sensitive to this material, or maybe some of you might not. But it, <laughs> it was just like it was such a weird thing to read about, like this. You know, you can say, like, the pros and cons about dropping the bomb on Japan, but to brush it over with that there were Japanese training camps there for aliens, it, like, struck me, it'd be like if 9-11 happened, but it was be- to get the alien training camps in the World Trade Center. It's it's yeah. really insensitive. And especially because, like, at the first part, if this is supposed to be, like, a, a satire of America's aggressive foreign policy. Maybe just throwing in a throwaway line that justifies t- dropping two nuclear bombs offhandedly. <laughs> maybe that's not what he's going for. And two, this is supposed to be set in a more realistic, real-world scenario. This is supposed to be <laughs> Avengers in the real world. Like this, the whole this, this fails on both premises. This is a shitty fucking adaptation of Avengers to the real world as a it's, shitty fucking yeah. political satire. No, it's, it's it's like it's literally when they start describing them, it is the reptilian globalist illuminati is mm-hmm. if they were real it's like mm-hmm. they literally oh say God, i didn't even think about that what they're, they say they're reptilian yeah <laughs> they say they're they're eight feet tall reptilians that have been putting mind control drugs in the water supply infiltrating <laughs> the media uh giving oh us artificial sweeteners to poison us and they yeah. want to create like a one world government or something like they're literally the globalist illuminati it's, it's I, I think you're looking too much into that because at the end they even bring up that there's conspiracy theories about this whole entire event and they don't mention Lizardman at all if this was well, well written they'll bring that up but they don't that's oh a fucking God. after effect of Millar being a shitty writer it's great too because the reptilians themselves the Chitauri confirm it where they're like this was our secret 
secret plan all along. The, well, the book doesn't fucking bring that up at all. They have conspiracy theories at the end, but they don't mention the fucking uh, lizard man fucking conspiracy theory. Oh my god, it's Alex Jones's Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just a bad, it's just a bad book. A bad book. But yeah, uh, it's, it ends with uh, Hank Pym's in a bar, and Captain America goes to meet up with him. And that's the end of it. Oh, to quote unquote no. meet up with him. Yeah, no shadow. <laughs> Go ahead. Phil, save us. What happens? Uh, <laughs> fuck, it's my turn. God damn it. <laughs> it. The next issue starts out where he's just like... And it, it, just just as a real quick thing, the next issue starts out with Captain America whispering in Hank Pym's ears, what are you watching, Pym? Anything interesting? And it's a full page. Like, this is... <laughs> Millar isn't using his real estate, like the comic book real estate, really well here. If anything, it's just, it's just showcasing how good the artist is, Brian Hitch. But that's fine. I want less dialogue and more art. <laughs> but this is thing like you pay fucking uh, four dollars a comic. This was a premium price back in the day. These Ultimate books they were they were, they were multi- more than a regular comic because of the fucking fancy covers and shit. Uh, and like you you have to this fucking comic should be thirteen issues and it should have been fucking more plot in each issue. It's so fucking yeah. waste of money. Just to make fucking this should have been two parts. It should oh, yeah. yeah. It's also <laughs> worth noting that one thing that actually I think did that this book did do well, uh, I'm saying that tentatively, is that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it ended. Um, earlier, when they were talking about the abuse situation, Captain America is, like, very... He sits there silently the whole time looking angry. Yeah. So when he did this, it's like, oh, they were trying to show without saying, oh, obviously, that he's angry. I was like, yeah. it's actual, like, writing. Like, it is. Yeah. That's, 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 parts where we're, that's why people say, like, people like don't understand how much Millar's fallen because... He was edgelord. He was always edgelord and always making all these dumb fucking moments. But he he had, he had moments where he was like, maybe he can write. Wait. But those moments are gone now. But Hold on. there are moments like that here. Phil, did you yeah. compliment Millar for drawing someone angrily but not having them say I'm angry? <laughs> and and for them going and doing something about it. It's <laughs> like this. Because yeah. it was one of those situations where when I read that scene early, I was like, he's going to go beat the shit out of Hank Pym without, yeah. before it happens. Like, you can For, kind of long, see. not telegraphing a fucking emotion, like, broad, broadly is like a, whoa, you're right. Like, a fucking <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just saying he did something useful. In this yeah, moment. no, no. It's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. So then he, he just basically starts to beat the shit out of Hank. Uh, he yeah. drags him outside. Uh, of course, because it has to be, everything has to line up, the stars have to line up. As he goes to beat him up on the TV, it's like, uh, Hank Pym, giant man, beat his wife, and then, you know, he's like, this is a cosmic coincidence. Now step outside, you piece of trash, whatever. Yeah, and, this, and then, then he's like, whole... well, I beat him up, he's like, change size, damn it, which is a fucking funny line. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, he just starts beating him up. It's a really uninteresting kind of... And uh, it's like half the issue. Yeah, yeah the issue. it's like, and, and, he's like, this big enough for you, moron? And he's big and he's naked and looking at it. Yeah, like, where John, are you? John, man finally eventually goes big. Like, he's hesitant at first. They try to make him, like, kind of sympathetic for some reason. Yeah, then, I don't know why. Yeah. Then it's like Captain America just beats him up. And Even while he's big. Jeremy fucking sucks in this fucking... Yeah, story. he really, like, uh, he doesn't do it. He doesn't land a single hit on Captain America. Yeah, he is. Like, by the way, like, uh, we're this thing, like, Black uh, black, uh, black, uh, black Eye and uh, Hawk Widow. Hawk uh, Eye and Black Widow. But, like, and the funny thing is, like, um, if Giant Man was in the final fight scene, he would literally have nothing to do because he sucks as a fighter. Like, he's a useless fucking character. So is Janet, but, like... It's funny. It's it's funny because like uh, if you're gonna make you could at least make sure why these characters are on this fucking team, but they, they don't. These characters are fucking useless. Like, I guess they brought in Black Widow and Hawkeye so they actually have some muscle, even though they're fucking weakling human beings. Whatever. To me, this scene was a lot more just like Captain America being like a Gary Stu, where it's like no one can beat him. 
Yeah. I mean, he goes like toe to toe with the Hulk and stuff. Yeah, he does. He like really it, does. it's. I love Captain America, but I'm like, he needs to be a little bit more reasonable than just like I can like take down a giant. Isn't he man. just strong man? Isn't that his thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty, and he has a nice shield too. But yeah. he doesn't even use it in this fight. Does no, he? Yeah, he you think a fucking giant man will fucking squash him, but no, he's like, I can fucking take this guy. And then after he beats him, he says, how big do you feel now, dirtbag? How big do you feel? Which we already kind of got when Hank Pym said. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, I'm also clever making that line, but I keep using it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, other people I did a like good this, thing. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, there's a couple small moments after this fight that I just want to very briefly talk about. One, because it's Mark Millar, there's a scene of Bruce Banner and Betty, and they're talking about, Bruce is like, I thought we wiped out all the aliens, how are there so many? And Betty's like, they fuck a lot and have lots <laughs> of alien babies. Okay, that's something. Uh, the Betty and Bruce stuff, I think it, it throws away your toxic masculinity arguments. It feels more yeah, like a, a bio-truth, it feels like more like a bio-truth argument that women want the masculine man. Yeah. No, it's not, like, it's not think, it's definite. Yeah, because like yeah, it is. You're right. Because the whole point is that Betty hated him as as Bruce Banner as a smart Mm -hmm. guy. Now that he's a fucking dumb horny asshole as a Hulk, she's like, "You're pretty hot now." Not 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 just like I I can. It's like one of those things that like he's trying to go for women do want some like uh, masculine tendencies, but it's literally once she sees him eat someone as the Hulk, she's like, "Can we have a conjugal visit?" Like, I swear to God, it's immediate. Like, not just not that you were being a tough guy or like not being a wimp for once. It's like literally when he ate another human. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a woman want the most masculine possible. Women want to be dominated. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. So then we get a scene of Hawkeye calling his family, which everyone mocks him for. They're like, what a wimp. He calls his family and his kids and girlfriend before every mission, which is kind of like a direct thing that they pulled for Avengers 2. Yeah. Is like this Hawkeye secret family on the side. I, I don't and... think they portrayed it as like being yeah. wimpy. Um, Black Widow says that's like the reason it makes sense to because one day it will be his last or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I just, I just, I was not, so now in Now the other direction, like, Millar, fuck you, you put in his family okay. just to make fun of them, then you piece of shit. <laughs> so I was, I was projecting. And Hawkeye's but getting then, cucked somewhere. <laughs> but then we, we get a scene that, when I was first reading it, I liked a lot, where it's Captain America visiting Jan, Janet in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what, you just went and beat him up and now you brought me flowers? Like, you think just because you beat up my husband, I can be your girlfriend now? Like, that's not how it works nowadays. And this is when I was like, oh, maybe this is toxic masculinity stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, which would be great. She's like, it's not 1945 anymore, Steve. You can't just beat up your competitor and win me over with some money. But then, and I'm going to jump ahead, but at the end of this book, she goes... I was just being silly. All that stuff I said in the hospital was just me, like, being a rational woman. Being a rational woman, not not fucking loving my savior. I love you, Captain America. She said I was wrong. She was wrong to, like, to push him away. She was like, I I didn't mean any of it. Like, so, and, like, that moment, that moment, I was like, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean any of it. So, this issue ends with... What they're going to go on for the rest of this fucking book now is they're la- they're launching a... Because basically the, the, those two office buildings they raided were like two headquarters of these Chitari. Like, apparently... the So these globalist scum are <laughs> in... Not only just infiltrating in, like, the in New York, but they've actually infiltrated the world governments, the, like, militaries of the world. Basically, since 1945, they've just been infiltrating high positions in the world and being actual, like, Obama's a reptile or whatever. Yeah. And 
they're launching. You're, you're uh, making it sound like too much like this is a plot and story. Like this is like an afterthought. Like this is not like a theme in this in this plot. That the, the, uh, like it's for one issue literally. No, they bring it up like, several times. Like one issue, like literally like one issue. They, they bring it up like this issue, and, like the next one, pretty much. And that's it. And I, and the ones I that took it on. as it's just him saying this, so we think these guys are super badass. Not that there's yeah. anything about like conspiracies or yeah, like, Illuminati I, me too, globalism. Hundred percent. Like I don't, I'm not gonna give him all that credit. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, either way, they're going to launch an attack on the alien headquarters. Quarters. They think it's in Micronesia. There's fourteen thousand aliens there, and basically they want every. They want like the US. That's not the US military. It's like it is, but it's like they're like secret division it's or something. The secret, the black ops. I'm but sure. it's like it's like twenty thousand black ops guys. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, like okay. Uh, and the Avengers are gonna or the Ultimates are gonna go, and Nick Fury's gonna go personally, and everyone's gonna go. All right. So issue ten is the basically the invasion, uh, but it starts out with nineteen forty four. And we have this awesome, great scene where Captain America is hanging off a Nazi train as a Nazi officer has his arms folded behind him. And he's like, this is why you have failed, Americans. Uh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And he's just like watching it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's really just fucking dumb. And it's and half the fucking issue. This highlights how shitty of a writer Mark Millar is. This scene should have been like the first issue. This should have been like the opening scene of the comic. Because this guy is the main bad mm-hmm. guy. He shows up again in this issue. Like, yeah. they don't build anything up at all. Mark Millar has, is incapable of building anything up. And this guy on top of that is probably like one yes. of the worst villains. Not not like worse, but just like there's nothing, nothing that, that, interesting about him. He has not yes. one thing where you're like, oh, this, this is, is what happened. Mark Millar is not... Pl- I, I, like, I think Ryan's right that Mark Millar was writing this as he went. Because... He probably realized yeah. halfway through they should have a villain in the story, and he made the guy up <laughs> last second. I really feel that way. It feels yeah. like that so much because he had flashback scenes with Cap. It would have been yeah, so this easy guy to at all. do. This guy yeah. is set up in this one issue as his arch nemesis. He was never mentioned at all in the fourth <laughs> issue. It's so fucking laughable. This is such shitty writing. That's so. Bad. And not only is like the villain just monologuing to him as he's, as Captain America is hanging off a train and they don't do anything about it, and they're like, "You failed to hijack the train. What an idiot! You're such an idiot!" And he's like. I didn't hide, come to hijack it. I came to blow it up. And it's like, you never considered the, like, yeah. the possibility. You notice all the, there's so many bombs on this fucking train. He, no one noticed any of them. <laughs> hey, it's the same. It's basically the same thing that happens in The Dark Knight, where it's like, yeah. I actually put a bunch of bombs in this thing. And everyone's like, how did we not know? No, but that's two boats uh, that are that are civilian boats yeah. that, like, this is like yeah. a, a, a Nazi military train. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. So it blows up, and he's like, got him. And then... <laughs> no, wait, no. Another great line by Mark Millar. Uh, he's in Morocco, and some fucking waiter's like, would you like ice? And he's like, huh? This is Captain America. And he's like, ice? Would you... Well, no, no. Right before that, someone said, like, that, that guy, Herr Kleiser, that he could be... He's still alive, because, unfortunately, you're the only one out there with And then he says, lives. ice, and he's like, what? And then... He's like, would you like ice cubes cool down your drink? And he says, no, no ice. Like no, oh, for, like uh, what is it? Oh, for, it's like just it's useless. It's because it gets and frozen. It, it in ice. The, scene, uh-huh. the whole scene, the whole scene is a, a fucking serious scene where they're just explaining the plot, basically this fucking exposition dump of the <laughs> yeah. plot, and then it ends with a fucking this dumb joke. As the, the waiter interrupts this fucking military briefing with Eisenhower and Captain <laughs> yeah, America. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not some guy that says you have nine lives. It's Eisenhower for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, we go back to modern day, and they're launching the operation from the helicarrier. So they have like a bunch of these, I guess. And so it's like a huge f- ar- fucking armada flying in. And back at home, uh, Janet Pym is in the hospital still, and she's like, "This is weird. No one's around." And then all the hospital staff tries to kill her, and it turns out they're the aliens. And 
All according to Kikaiku, we were hiding in plain sight. Somehow, Shield was infiltrated by the aliens. Global scum. It's because this is so dumb. They have a psychic division within Shield that they tried to get this information from, and the aliens decided to infiltrate the psychic division first because they would trust. And the you think, and you think, you fucking think, if you're writing a story, the psychic division will show up on panel once. This is fucking weird concept to show up on panel <laughs> yeah, once. Yeah. We set up at all. They just mention casual conversation. Oh yeah, we have psychics in Shield. That's it. That's all they mentioned. I like the one idea I did kind of like is that since Shield, like uh, one the villain guy, I don't even remember his fucking name. He. Just doesn't matter. Just fucking say the villain. Say the villain. He doesn't fucking name. He doesn't deserve a name. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. The one comment he makes is that one of the down uh, the disadvantages of a big super spy organization like Shield is since everyone it, everything's need to know and no one asks, no one knows who the actual boss is. When you can kind of fuck around a lot because like it's all like, oh, someone told me you have to do this mission. Yeah. No one's yeah. gonna question. Anyway, the they land on the island, and this is this is one of the. I know I always get on comics for being like unrealistic, but this is one of the craziest things. This they is trying get... to be realistic setting. This is trying to be realistic. To okay, to... Yeah, so wait, they, they get to the island. It turns out this whole place is completely abandoned. And instead of being like, oh, obviously this is a fucking trap, they're like, well, we already brought 20,000 soldiers here. Might as well send them all in. And they all go in, and obviously it's a giant alien nuclear weapon and blows up everything. It's, it's, it's the... No, we should say, this is the trademark Millar bomb. In, in Millar universe, every bomb... <laughs> It's always gonna be set to explode the right second you need it. Like you don't have to time anything. You, you set yeah. a bomb randomly, and it'll always. Oh yeah, was about, that's a good point. It's not detonated. They they find it at one second remaining. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not actually manually detonated. It is <laughs> it is timed. So that is all, that is just great, Malar. And not only <laughs> that, this bomb explodes, and they just copy paste the fucking scene from Terminator. You have <laughs> just skeletons I, I like holding onto a fence for some reason. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is. So every single goddamn soldier was just sent in to just go look around at this abandoned base and say, like, I hope there's no trap here. And they're like, oh, it was all a distraction so yeah. that now every other part of the world is completely unguarded. This bomb is so big that it just doesn't just blow up the island. It blows up all the helicarriers in the sky, every plane. It, it kills everything in the fucking area. Mm-hmm. It is a nuke, but like no, wow. it's this it's is an a, alien bomb. It's glowing yeah, this green. Is, exactly. It's it's like this is not something that humans can create. This but they do call it like a, a nuke. They do call it like a nuke. Well, and also the big reveal at the end of the issue. Oh is... Oh my god! The guy who showed up at the beginning of the issue was set up. <laughs> no, well, what's so funny is it's a full page spread, and it says, "Who are we?" Well, let's just say the past has come back to haunt you, Mrs. Pym. And I stared at his face, and I was like. Who? Who? Is this? Me and then too. I went me too. In the beginning, I was like, "This doesn't look like this guy." Like, is this something Mads Mikkelsen or something? <laughs> yeah, like that? I thought it was Mads Mikkelsen. And also, what a dumb thing to say. He says, "Maybe the past has come back to haunt you." Person who's never met or heard about me before. Yeah. Person had nothing to do with World War Two. Mrs. Pym. <laughs> I, I didn't. I. I was like her. <laughs> <laughs> Her? Like oh. if it was like Hank, if it was Hank Pym, that'd be an interesting twist. Oh. Anyway, someone take this off my hands. Uh, it's so dumb. You right? So who is, is this? Me now? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so Wasp like goes to fight this guy and is instantly put into a test tube because whatever, and he reveals that they've taken over all of Shield. And this is when they get that whole info dump that they put chemicals in the water and chemtrails and they're turning the freaking frogs gay and whatever. <laughs> and they have no individual identities, so they took over all these Nazi identities by. It's, I think it's implied that they ate them, like they need their flesh or yeah, something. Yeah. And no, it, it is because he says I'm going to eat you. Generally. One must consume <laughs> and become. It's implied when he says I'm going to eat you and be you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, by the way, by the way, we have to say that. Uh, these are aliens based on the scrolls from uh, Marvel, which are aliens that are shapeshifters that infiltrate uh, human society. Mm-hmm. Of course, in Sismal they have to be flesh eaters who eat your skin to become them. They can't <laughs> yeah. be shapeshifters. Yeah. And basically, they, they, their plan was to take over the entire solar system, but they are now left with only Earth as, like, their last step or whatever. And yeah, the whole fucking universe they take over, and now we're, we're being, like, the last uh, final phase. Yeah. And it turns out that the Ultimates, shocking, weren't destroyed in that trap. Iron Man had a force field, and it saved everybody. And a No, big... not everybody. Just the Ultimates. Everyone oh, yeah. Died. Just the Ultimates. <laughs> I meant everybody with a name. There's, there are a few soldiers, but it didn't save everyone, because there's a fucking lot there's of There's also died. a scene you missed before that. This is... I was so confused about how... What direction he wanted to take the plot in, and what point he was trying to make with these aliens infiltrating. Because what happens is he explains all the things, like what they're going to do and everything, and then an alien, like, armada just invades, and an alien guy shows up to talk to the main villain it's like uh we gotta fight and kill everyone now yeah yeah like fuck the which is like why not make that your main plot they're like hey we're gonna invade right now because they're not invading if you saw they're all like damaged they were they were fighting that other alien fighting us but that that, that, this setup is why i don't give them a lot of credit for this being conspiracy conspiracy uh i think it's just like ryan said to be badass because uh, as soon as it comes into effect, it's gone immediately. It's a conspiracy, but not. It was a conspiracy but until now. Why could you fold the alien invasion in with the conspiracy? Be like, now's our time that we're gonna take yes. to invade and stuff, rather At than be that. like, we have to invade right now. Yeah. To to go back to what, uh, well, my theory I mentioned before that Millar wrote this issue by issue. I am positive he read he he watched an Alex Jones episode and wrote the last issue. <laughs> now he watched like a uh, fucking Mars Attack or some shit. He's like, now I want to do that. Like that's what he fucking did. No, they <laughs> mentioned more conspiracy stuff here because the, the the militaries of the world are apparently being told by their leaders who but are. But only these, these two issues. If you if you miss these two issues, you would not know about this conspiracy shit at all. Yeah, like it's yeah. not intertwined at all in this fucking story. Yeah. So then the, Thor teleports them all in, and he's like, "Iron Man saved us." And then Captain America's like, "Your country needs you, soldiers who we didn't I, save." I, I, that was such a great. It's like because yeah, uh, every military of the world is told not to fight because of the lizard men controlling them. And Captain America makes a speech. He's like, "1776 will commence again. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come, patriots, come that defend was, your country." I thought how crazy it is too that he tells him it's like literally, "Do not obey your commanding officers. You have to yeah. come help fight us." It's like this is gonna create so much chaos and panic. That's what happens. Is your commanding officer isn't an alien. Yeah, so <laughs> you're a commanding officer. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> this, this is a commentary on the fucking Bush years. None of this conspiracy shit works at all. None of it, none of it works. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing doesn't... to do with the Bush years. This is just... Did we already mention the fact that uh, there's like 9,000 panels of the main villain holding Wasp in a jar and just expositioning yeah, us so forever? Yeah, there's no, like, yeah. so much exposition. It's like forever. He's just like, here was our plan for this. Here was our plan for that. Then we're going to do this. Yeah, there's and no then we're going to do And you could have cut that entirely and just had the aliens invade right then and there saying, we're just going to invade right now. And that it would have been the same plot-wise. This issue could have been cut like 90%. Yeah. So now, issue 12, the famous one. <laughs> it's the big fight. Captain America flies a plane into the Nazi leader. They punch each other a bunch. Thor's no, blowing no, shit up. No, no, no. He flies a plane into him. It explodes, and the Nazi guy emerges naked. So this is the third time <laughs> Captain America's fought a naked man. <laughs> that is true. That is a very good point. He's fighting indecency and immorality. In well, Malazzi <laughs> genius. This is about masculinity and our homosexual tendencies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thor's, Thor's blowing fucking spaceships up. Iron I, Thor is the best part of this book. Yeah, and he just he, he flies around as Thunder God, and he's like, "I'm fucking God," and just yeah. blows everything up. <laughs> like he's so strong. 
Thor is a Marvel movie character in this in this book. Like he just came from the movie universe. He's like a fun, likable character. He came into this comic book and he's just doing yeah. Marvel. And, no, he deal. is so fucking strong. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't understand yeah. how I I like the fact that he's not really part of the team because if he was, they wouldn't need the rest of the team. Yeah. Like yeah. he literally is God, and he comes yeah. down. And he's just like alien spaceships blow them all up with thunder. There's actually there's not one single time in this book where Thor is wrong about something or he can't do something. That's one of the problems yeah. with Thor in general, uh, why I don't like Thor as an Avenger. Uh, because I don't like Hulk as an Avenger either, but here it brings more to question. Because at the end, they're like, we have to turn Banner to Hulk, we have to turn Banner to Hulk. But like, you have Thor, what can Hulk yeah. do that Thor yeah. can't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thor can't seem to lose. Yeah, it's kind of like Superman without a kryptonite weakness. <laughs> and, yeah. he, and his big downside is that as he's blowing up all these alien ships, they're like falling onto Earth where people are, but like, there's no way that to get around that. Like, yeah. if you have to take down alien spaceships, they're going to fall onto the ground. So now, this scene that happens next is, like all these scenes that I've been talking about, it's... Bad? It's almost good, but then it's... I don't get why Millar ends it the way he ends it. So, Iron Man is redirecting a ship heading for the city, and he crashes, and he freaks out, and paramedics are trying to get him... Like, when he freaks out, he freaks out that like he can't. He's like, he's like having shell shock. Like I can't do yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. So much pressure. Yeah, guys. I'm not as smart as they think I am. You know, God, nobody's as smart as they oh, think I guys, am. Oh, guys, I, I before you, I have to say one Iron Man quote from before. Yeah. Okay. Like I told the reason I wanted to do issue nine was for this quote. Uh, when they're talking about Nick, um, fucking when Nick Fury's talking about Nick Fury's talking about fucking literally because he's talking about how uh, Iron Man was fucking his girlfriend while he was on the, making business deals with like 10 foreign leaders or something like that. Yes, that's what it, that's the one. He's like, he's like, oh, you know, Tony Stark's pretty smart. Have you ever met a man who conducted multiple bi- multilingual business deals, pleasured his girlfriend on the phone at the end, uh, read a 600-page like physics manual at the same time, and you're like, are you fu- like Mark Millar? Like, <laughs> yeah, why do you have to do this? Yeah. And we were talking. We were talking about like Iron Man making sense. Like Ryan was defending this. Sorry to put you on, put you on blast here, Ryan. But you were defending, saying it makes sense that Iron Man is 100 percent over the top Millar because he's about to die. So it excuses this shitty writing. I'm like, no, it doesn't, Ryan. It's, it's like bad. it's like why Millar? Like how could you conduct a business deal in multiple languages over the phone and have phone sex with your girlfriend at it's, the same time? Secret, you can't. He was doing like secret like codes where he's like, yes, I will take that offer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I don't know I just when I read that I was like I really this is so Malar like yeah. and he wants to be cool like with with the Nick Fury fight here too he wants to include him in the fight so he's like he has this whole page where Nick Fury's like activate you know secret operation and his whole operation is just become invisible and shoot the villain in the head but like <laughs> villain doesn't care about bullets obviously he got hit by a plane yeah. And it's like that's it. That was Nick Fury's plan. Like whatever. Continue. Sorry. So but yeah, back to uh, back to the uh, yeah. shell shocked. So throughout this scene, Iron Man is shell shocked, and he's like, "No, like you said, like I'm not as smart as they think I am. No one's as smart as they think I am," which I like a lot. And he's just like, and throughout the whole book, they have implied that he's always drunk because, and he says like, "No one can be brave enough to do what I do if they weren't like tanked." Mm-hmm. And then, so at this point, we actually see that he has some of this, and he he's. Like, trying, and the paramedics of these co- and cops are like, you have to wake up, you have to fight them. Like, if you don't do it, nobody can. Like, you're our hero, you're Iron Man. And he's like, and a kid is like, you can do this. And his little kid, and he gives him the thumbs up. And then he he's like, fine, plug me into, like, the city's power grid or whatever. And then he flies away. It, it, Iron Man flies off, and he says, I believe I got a job to do. And then the paramedic that helped him said, better him than us, huh? And the other guy he's talking to says, tell me about it, man. And then he pushes the kid that gave him the thumbs up down. <laughs> Why? Why? I, I, I will defend the scene. I will defend the scene. A, this is where I, I believe it's a parody. <laughs> I believe it's a parody because, but it's a shitty parody because like it 
like here's the thing because like it's trying to go, go for that scene where the hero is like oh I'm so I can't do it and the people are no you're a hero and the kids come out and give him a thumbs up and he's like I'll do it for you I'll do it for the kids and then they're like how oh, what a fucking idiot and then they push the kid aside and but like, like but like it's, it just fucking destroys the like the point of the it's, scene, it's a like, parody but character. it's not like a commentary it's just like it sounds like Malar being funny like huh wouldn't it be funny if that kid got pushed down yeah, it's a parody, but it's just like it's not making a statement. It's just saying, isn't that stupid that they do that in movies? Like, yeah. isn't that dumb? Yeah. So yeah. it's just so dumb. So then Black Widow breaks in and she frees the Wasp, but they can't deactivate the nuke that's going to destroy everything because it's alien. And this is when Nick Fury tries to back up Cap, and it looks like they're going to lose. But oh my god! <laughs> yes, yes. I, this is actually my favorite part of almost the entire Ultimates. This Nick Fury really shoots him in the head, and then, like, the alien, and then he's like, you can't beat me, I'm a shapeshifter, headshots don't fucking count, or whatever. And they're fighting, and the alien is about to kill Captain America, and he's like, you should surrender. <sighs> and Captain America yeah. loses his mind, and starts beating the shit out of him, and he goes, surrender, surrender, and then what does he say, Daryl? <laughs> He, well, first of all, he slams his shield into the alien's stomach and splits him in two. And he says, you think this letter on my head stands for France? And oh. it's, it's a full-page spread. It's beautiful. How terrible And the, and the previous page, by the way, is also just Captain America saying, surrender, surrender. Mm-hmm. Mark Millar thought this joke was so funny, he set up two pages just to say this one joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is a fake, a fucking fake-out kill, too. Like, yeah. he yeah. kills the villain, not actually, so, like, Why? And the thing with these scenes, too, is all of the art is super dark and heavy red tones. Mm -hmm. And, like, it looks like a, like, war zone. And it looks so good. It's, like, maybe my favorite hitch art in this whole book. And it's just, like, you think this A stands for France? And he's pointing at his head while he's spitting out teeth. And I'm like, god damn it, Millard. I don't like that because Hitch is is perfect for uh, a book like this that is... We, we, like I keep saying, Avengers. I keep saying it because it's fucking boring. This is supposed to be a more realistic Avengers, and like Hitch is perfect for that because it looks like a war scene, but it's still Mark Millar characters in this fucking fight. Yeah, and if you want to read Hitch doing this exact thing, but a million fucking times better, read Warren Ellis's Authority. It's what this tries and fails to be. This this does kind of play into like where you're talking about it being subversive about Captain America being an asshole, which I feel like this is like peak because it's putting down a nation that fought the Germans in World War One and Two, and it's yeah. uh, it's being like America's so important. Like I I kind of like the self importance and grandioseness of it, where it's like we're not you know France, we're better than that, we're America, kind of a thing. Captain America shouldn't have been the World War Two fucking uh, hero to make this fucking point, uh, because. Uh... According to Captain America, France was still he fought like Captain America fought alongside the French in fucking World mm-hmm. War Two. Like that's true. that's a modern fucking stereotype during the Bush years, and they fucking they they have characters like this. They, they had a Captain America in the eighties that was a Reaganite asshole, and he he lives up to those fucking cliches. They should have done the same thing of this fucking Captain America, made him a Bush era asshole again. Even though this idea, him being a Bush, him using those Bush era ideas, it doesn't work because Captain America, World War Two people wouldn't think that way about the French. The joke didn't yeah. fucking work. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, it's, it's amazing how he botches every fucking <laughs> joke he's trying to make. Everything. It's amazing. And then, and then as I said before, they're like, we can't win and throw Hulk out of a plane. So yeah, yeah. Bruce Banner's like, Bruce Banner's like, I'm too drugged up. It won't work. So they just throw him out. They, of they have a panel where it's, it's, because th- yeah, Bruce Banner says that, and then the uh, guy starts beating him up. And if you look on the plane, everyone's got a shit-eating grin as they smile <laughs> at a nerd getting beat up. They're like, come on, turn into the Hulk. 
And then and then it doesn't work, so they're like, all right, Captain America's like, move on to plan two, so they throw him out the window. Immediately after throwing him out of the plane, that helicopter explodes. <laughs> also, <laughs> the guy who's beating him up has hate tattooed on his knuckles, because uh, why the fuck not? Why not? Oh, we should, we should quickly mention, by the way, that also uh, Black Widow saves Janet. Like oh, I, I did said, mention but, that. Oh, he did, but like I said, it would be more interesting if Janet actually saved herself. Otherwise, she can't. Like, She's a wasp. Like, she stings the main villain. He's like, that doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, like, why even include her power if both times she uses it, people are like, this does nothing to me. Yeah, this, this is, is a fucking wasp sting, you idiot. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. And also, uh, then uh, Jan is like, oh, I can't figure out how this nuke works. We're fucked. Yeah. And that's, I just bring it up for a yeah. reason. All right, so the last issue. Okay, Daryl, take us home. Yeah, I'll I'll take you guys home. Calgon, take me home. <laughs> take you guys, to, take you guys to hell, please. Uh, yeah, so Banner gets thrown out of the helicopter. He falls into a facility, and he turns to talk once he hits... The bottom of it. And then... This actually has a joke I like. Nick Fury's like, that was a pretty loud thud for a 98-pound weakling. Like, that's a That's, that's a not funny because he, like, you threw him out of a, pl- out of a fucking helicopter and he could have died. <laughs> yeah, but who cares about Banner? Phil, Banner is a s- disgusting little ant of a man <laughs> and Millar wants us to know it. You fucking uh, shitty piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to point out that uh, this entire concept is a ripoff. Uh, people who are like, this might be just a good idea. Uh, Banner being dropped out of a plane like a nuke. Uh, this was in the comic like a few years before called Banner, where the military did this to Banner. And so even this one idea is a ripoff of another yeah. better mm-hmm. comic. So, just so Hulk immediately goes after Captain America because Blue Man was supposed to be Banner's friend, but Blue Man made a fool of him. Oh my God. And then Captain America's genius plan it's to say he tells him it's like you don't understand this isn't about you and me this is about your girlfriend and he's like what do you mean and it's like uh that naked guy over there has says says he's been all over betty the whole time he's been in solitary and this uh, is like for the rest of the issue it's hulk fighting this guy while he's saying naked guy think hulk stupid naked guy think hulk not find out about yeah affair? you cuck you cuck hulk <laughs> oh my god, there's cuckolding. I was right, there's gonna be cuckolding in this comic. Hulk was afraid of being cuckolded. Yeah, and actually, this is Mark Millar's rage at being <laughs> the thought of being cucked. Hulk touched naked guy like naked guy was touching Betty. Yeah, and he says he's gonna rape the guy, and then after him, they want they want him to go after the, the alien spaceships. So Captain America, again, with his part two of his plan, is like, hey, the aliens called you gay, and he goes, <laughs> no, Hulk straight. Yeah, they called oh you a sissy god. boy. You really gonna let them get away with it? Yeah, Hulk jumps up and destroys the spaceships. And yeah, then, yeah. meanwhile, uh, Tony goes to find the bomb that was. Yeah, because you know what? None of this matters, actually, because this bomb will blow up the solar system, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Somehow. That is amazing. Because if it was made for the blow up this universe in case they lost. Amazing, the though. What 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 force in the... It's crazy. <laughs> well, it's fucking superhero sci-fi, yeah, but like yeah, again, well, it's supposed to be realistic, so it's hard to fucking... But even it. that, Mark Millar couldn't have a, a bomb that blew up the planet. Yeah. yeah. It has to blow up the whole solar system. Because you know, like, a, a, a supernova wouldn't destroy, like, Pluto or anything, like... Well, Pluto's whatever. not a planet, bro. Uh, but he said this whole solar system, and it's part of our solar system, you idiot. <laughs> guys, guys. I, I just want to point out that when they call over Tony, when Janet calls over Tony on the intercom to ask for help... Uh, Hawkeye picks up the message first, and uh, he gets so distracted by Jan saying, "Hey, somebody help me!" That he gets shot, and he calls her a fucking bitch for daring to call, <laughs> use the intercom. Yeah, yeah, good. That's the only reason why he's there. Hawkeye's only there for just to call her a bitch. Like, <laughs> the whole scene's there. So then they take the bomb out of like the the facility, and Iron Man's like, "I can't do anything with this." So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have. Thor, come over here and teleport the bomb away to another plane of existence, and you get like two pages of um. Black Widow basically being like, I can't, this is crazy, he's a mental patient, he's insane, he's delusional, schizophrenic, 
and she's just like like she doesn't believe and we've we've spent 12 issues with thor including one issue where he's destroying several spaceships out of the sky and it's yeah. like you really think this guy can't teleport a bomb like especially he teleports them there <laughs> <laughs> yeah he did teleport them this is an interesting premise that's, that's been done before, but it's an interesting idea. The idea that Thor might be a crazy person that doesn't have any, any powers. But if they didn't have this scene, they'll only have that one scene to even uh, address the idea he, that he's a crazy he person. He already did it with Banner being like, I, know, I don't but believe then it, you. And, uh, this, this is his attempt to make it a theme. It's not a theme. It's just a one scene. Yeah, like, one, like it doesn't make idea. sense this late in. Like you wouldn't get to like the very end of a Marvel movie and they're like, wait, can Thor really do this, guys? It's, it's just like the, the fucking everything else he brought up. He brought up one time and he's, but now he's trying to bring it back. It's, it's too late. It's, you didn't do it. You fucked up. You did the flashback of the Nazi shipping earlier. This stuff of the Thor being crazy <laughs> shipping earlier. You fucked up. It's too yeah, late. Like, it, yeah, like literally the worst time you could do it is after he blows up an alien armada with lightning coming out of the sky. Yeah. Like, after teleporting the whole team there. And then he's like, has to spend multiple pages pretending that someone could disbelieve that this guy has powers. And this is fucking Black Widow saying this. Like, like what, what makes Black Widow like, oh Yeah, my, my favorite is she's like, <clears throat> Tony Stark earlier was like, aliens, can you guys believe this? And Black Widow's like, there's more to life in the cracks behind like society and stuff. But then she's like, I can't believe it. I'm teleporting a bomb away. That's impossible. And Iron Man's like, don't be stupid. Of course there's aliens. Yeah, they just like flip idiot. sides for no reason. Uh, he's like, he fucking forgot who wrote which scene. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so anyway, uh, Hulk, Hulk smashes wait he teleports the bomb to literally to some where someone lives <laughs> where, Fa- <laughs> yeah, where Fafnir is <laughs> the way of Nostrum yeah. yeah yeah I thought that was funny and it like reverberates so uh, yeah and then he does it then he smirks he's like haha and then it, the dragon it, and it, re- it reverberates through our dimension which is kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah and then Hulk eats the main villain <laughs> yep oh, literally yeah, 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 eats yeah, yeah. him yeah yeah, and then he's going crazy, so then they have Hawkeye shoot him with an adamantium-tipped arrow to turn him back into Banner. Like, this this fucking fake uh, tension scene where you're like, oh, is the Hulk going to kill Nick Fury and Hawkeye right now? Like and The funny thing is, the funny thing is, like, they, they, it's not even like he's going to kill Nick Fury, because Hawkeye's the only one in, in point of danger. Like, he's running towards Hawkeye. No, but he and, would like, knock down that he, whole fucking helicopter. I know, but they don't even stress that. They're stressing that Hawkeye's in danger. Hawkeye, a character you cannot conceivably give a fuck about. <laughs> he's barely in his comic book. This is the only thing of substance he does. It's so fucking laughable. This and and the whole team laughs at Hawkeye for getting scared of Hulk, yeah. as if they weren't instantly about to be crushed, too. <laughs> yeah. like, 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 literally, Hulk is flying through the air he with the bullet. He with the as he's yeah. flying through the air. And he lands on him, and he's like, "Get him off me! This lunatic's gonna eat me!" And they're like, "Is that a fair guy? You, this guy gonna eat you in his sleep or something?" And it's like it's such a Mueller moment where everyone's just an asshole to each other. Everyone's and they're so cool mean and rude and not serious. And like, how could you see the Hulk flying at your helicopter? And moments before he's about to kill you, he he turns in that second. You're like, "I got a quip ready. That was too easy." Like, yeah, I, how would you not be like pissing your pants at that point? Oh, there is a... There, I don't remember where. Sometime in this fight, Nick Fury poops his pants. I don't know yeah, why. Like, I, know what you're, I know what you're talking about. All I know is my pants are really brown right now. He's <laughs> yeah. I, I do like here again, though. Quicksilver's like, we saved the world, sister. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and they're like, what? And he's like, look at Satellite, idiot. Yeah, like, that scene I mentioned. <laughs> then you have a scene where Captain America, like, a guy comes over. It's like, you should give a speech to them. And he's over by himself throwing up. And it's like, give me a minute, soldier. Which it's like a random like bit of humanity for after all this. Yeah, like, oh, which is so weird because it's on the same panel as the Quicksilver joke. 
Oh, yeah, you yeah, also, yeah. I think it's important to mention that for some reason Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are this incestuous brother and sister that oh, are yeah, always, like, feeling Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the original comics, they're, they're brother and sister and like each other. Of course, if they're, if they're brother and sister and like each other, they don't hate each other. They have to be incest twins. Good job, Lord. <laughs> you know how to write characters. Well, Switch nuance these fucking well, characters. Well, I've, I've, I've read Nemesis. I know what happens to brothers and sisters in it. <laughs> Oh god, the womb, it's gonna be clouds right now. <laughs> oh, so then, after we get another scene with uh, Betty and Banner, where he's like, I, I can still taste him in my, like, throat and on my tongue, it's really disgusting, I can't believe I did that, and Betty's like, can you bang me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And like, also- literally, it, it wasn't, like, you could have had a nice scene if you really wanted to do the masculinity thing, where... Like if you wanna if you if you wanna show how women do like some toughness and guys like Banner could have said something like or done something in this book besides be a wretched piece of shit. Well, like, I, I feel like it's <laughs> it's so weird to do that while at the same time doing stuff with like um Hank Pym and Janet's relationship where like some women like toxic guys where it's like we can see it through their relationship. Oh, you're saying that the this the way they did do it was fucking Yeah, I, I feel like it's already yeah. done there. I don't think you need to do it with Betty and be like, but do you see like girls really like abusive men? It could, it could have been a twist that the twist that uh, Janet was with Hank, and she was the one in the bad relationship, while Betty had a nice guy. But no, but Bruce is a piece of shit too, and now he's in worse piece of shit. But now she's even more attracted to him now. <laughs> now oh, and also, meanwhile, while they're doing this, Shield is collecting all of Bruce Banner's shit in case the <laughs> Nazi guy reforms. Well, we yeah. know that can happen to Marvel. His little shit. Ideas, I'm not saying so. shit like all oh, his, his stuff. Yeah. His little poopy. His poop. <laughs> his little yeah, poop. He, he, because, I mean, in, in Wanted, we had shithead. That, that's what I'm about to say. Like, Millar probably was like, this is a possible villain, so we <laughs> yeah. have to collect shit. This is the seed of the idea. <laughs> you could have even had uh, Bruce Banner be, like, a, a kind of a meathead for a bit and, like, punch someone who said something about Betty where, like, he was still being, like, a masculine macho ass, but, like, not, like, Hank. And, and Betty was like, you know, I kind of like when you're, you know, you're more, like, ma- assertive. Like, m- Assertive. Where instead it's like, I saw you devour that man and kill 300 people. You want to fuck me? Yeah. yeah like it's like turned on by cannibals. That's the thing. It's like that's not even like masculine. That's like just depraved. It's just it's like just like the Hank yeah. beating his wife stuff. It's like uh, there's some stuff that feel like real human beings, and then there's stuff that reminds you. This is Mark Millar, and this is Millar world. People act like Millar. People. And it's not like she's like, I just saw you being strong. She said, when I saw you wolfing down that man's intestines like some kind of animal, I want a conjugal visit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my god. god, this is so bad. And then the fucking then it cuts to Janet and yeah. it's she's she gets a phone call from Hank and she's basically like, fuck you, Hank, like you're an abusive piece of shit. Yeah, that's it's not too bad because Hank's like super apologetic. He's like, listen, I wanna talk, like I want us to like if we're gonna break up it needs to be on our terms and she's very like no, it can't be because like you don't understand what you've done. I feel like I feel like Mark Millar really wants to make Hank seem sympathetic. By the way, like in both scenes he's there, he's now he's in the wheelchair, crippled by by Captain America. Oh yeah, and he's so sad. Like, please, I'm so sorry. And she's like, "Fuck you." Like, she makes her seem like the bad guy now for no reason. Yeah, so but like even this, it could be an actual character arc for Janet, where it's like this is the first time she says no and stands up yeah. to her, mm-hmm. for herself, and then it immediately cuts to her telling Captain America, "I was so wrong. I'm yeah. sorry that I didn't instantly fall in love with you and you beat up Giant Man. I'm so sorry." It's <laughs> yeah, fucking- Captain America, I shouldn't have even have gotten involved in that and then she says but you did get involved you were the only one that cared enough to get involved and then she kisses him and then it ends with nick fury going into the oval office and just saying go get champagne guards it ain't, it ain't every, every day, day we, we save, save the, world. the world it's another uh, line like the fucking way cool line that it seems like it's trying to be clever but it's, it's oh i also oh. forgot to bring up that 
Nick Fury talked to Captain America. He's like, well, that A doesn't stand for France is a really good line. I was blown away that Millar was congratulating himself on that line. Yeah, Millar, like I said, two parent pages set of that scene. And now he brings it back saying, wow, that's a genius. How do you come up with such weird material, Captain America? Whoever writes your material must be a genius. Why, you must fucking get laid all the time. Why time congratulating yourself on a, like, let the line Wait. stand? It got a full page spread. Why bring it back? You guys are missing the most Mark Millar moment of this whole scene. It's not the self-congratulation. It's not the, like, terrible female character. It's that Tony Stark <laughs> tries to fuck the president's wife. He yeah, tries to... He says to Laura Bush, let me show you what my Iron Man reputation is all about. Yeah, after Why? Bottles. Why do that? Good cooking. job. Good job. Because the cooking. <laughs> Everyone and also, like, Black Widow, Black, while, while that's happening, Black Widow's like, I can't wait to date Tony Stark and make him my ex-husband. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, this is the Lar world where everyone's just like constantly I horny too. Want to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please, can, let's just let. Okay, them. end it. End it. It's over. It's over. I'm done. Finally. Okay. Uh, there's no. Oops, I did the podcast. <laughs> or whatever subversion there was gets destroyed and yes. disintegrates as Millar finds his true writing uh, voice. He is my least favorite person. <laughs> you can see Millar like forming and being formed. In pages, you can. But... Yeah. Oh man. Oh my god. So final conclusion: best Millar comic I've read so far. <laughs> Nemesis uh, is the best it one. Still no, is. This, is, this is still the best one. Uh, yeah. It's just the worst thing I read in a long time. But it's yeah. since the last Millar, I guess. I think Nemesis yeah, since... is better. You're wrong. You mean in a funny way, though. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, this is this gets like offensive. Where I feel like. Nemesis is so dumb, it's hard to offend you. This is also way longer. Yeah, yeah sure. that's true. I mean, you get a lot of good art. It's just why, not worth why it. Even, why even rank this like, though? Yeah, it's not yeah. even rank. They all suck. <laughs> Mark, 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 Mark. So, okay. <laughs> Bad writer. So, we are not doing Ultimates 2 anytime soon. So Ever. You fuckers. I, I boycott. You guys can do it. Yeah, you'll be away for us to do the good one. First of all, don't expect us to find it good, because we might not. <laughs> yeah, we might We're not, not. going to do it anytime soon. Oh my god! Well, well also, guys, uh, happy anniversary, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We didn't mention that. Yeah, this is an anniversary special. Happy anniversary! Yeah. Aren't you glad we did this? For yeah, it's been two years. we wouldn't even have a show without Mark Millar, so I guess he really is great. Yeah, it's been yeah. two years since we actually. No, this isn't the best Mark Millar that we've done because we did Civil War. And Civil War is definitely better than this. Also, Trouble is better than this, by the way, too. Yes, so. yes. And Red so Sun. Our first two episodes were the only good Millar books. <laughs> we peaked already. Yeah. So. Okay, well, that's it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. So, thank you guys all for listening. You should rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. And check us out on wherever, whatever, ComradeRadio.com. And join the Facebook group. And that's where all the shows are posted. So everyone should join Comrade Radio and Indie Podcast Network. And that's it. I have. Does anybody have anything to plug? Anything no. special they've been working on? Okay, so thanks for listening to Divisive Issues, guys. Sly, take us away. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been storing everything in my head, but not anymore, cue ball. I haven't been a sissy boy. I straight. I've been conducting an international business deal and pleasuring my wife over the phone while recording this podcast. <laughs> and I've been Hulk's intergalactic Nazi feces. Stank on nobody. Redradio.com, Independent Podcasting Network.